What's up, guys? My name is Barn Saunders, and you're listening to the Sunday Recovery Podcast. Thanks for tuning in today, guys. And on this podcast, we will be talking about recovery in the broadest, most general sense possible. Recovery is so much more than just getting over something. Whether that be drugs, loss, physical injury, or mental health, the principles of recovery can be applied to all areas of life. And in this podcast, we're going to be focusing on everything and anything that can cause struggles in life or cause great success in life, and how to navigate through the good and the bad times, as well as getting on the path of recovery from any and all setbacks or choices that may have led you down the wrong path. Another thing I want to emphasize is recovery is a constant progression forward. And what that means is recovery doesn't ever end. You can recover from something and then always fall right back to where you were. That's why in recovery, and especially here on the Sunday Recovery Podcast, you won't hear us talk about how to recover and be finished. Recovery is always pushing forward and striving for betterment, even when the original reason for starting recovery is no longer a factor in your daily life. And we're live. We're live. All yes, right. sir. But it's, it sounds official on the headphones, right? Yes, sir. Yeah. Sounds nice. Dude, what's going on, Monty? Thanks for coming you, over, man. Yeah, man. Hype you're finally coming on the pod. And, um, dude, I couldn't be excited. First episode of season two. Um, so I just want to start out by saying thanks to everyone tuning in. Um, a lot of big things coming for this season. You know, a lot of recovery stories to be shared, a lot of questions to be asked, a lot of different inputs. Um, we got a sweet lineup of guests coming in, and um, and yeah, so let's get right into it, dude. So right right before we went live, we were just talking about how much time we've been in recovery, um, and you said eight months for you, right? A little yeah, bit over eight months. Eight months and two days since I've yeah, let's go. Drank or smoked or anything like that. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's been a while. That's amazing, man. And Friday, Friday for me was twenty one months. Good yeah. Stuff, so man. coming up this July will be two years. Um, and it's, it's amazing, dude, the, the benefits are crazy. Um, so really what, what, uh, well, first off, we actually, we actually have a little disclaimer. Um, just want to say the Sunday recovery podcast, we're not associated or affiliated with any 12 step programs. Um, so, you know, we may talk about 12 step programs. You may hear them mentioned, um, but the Sunday recovery podcast itself, no affiliation, no association. Um, and basically that's, you know, it's maintain anonymity, traditions, that sort of thing. Um, but dude, so one of the reasons why I was so pumped to get you to come on the pod is you're honestly, you're the only guy I know with eight months clean that kind of just did it cold turkey, <laughs> right, <laughs> right from the jump, you know, just white knuckling it. But at yeah, this point, you're, honestly, you're clearly not white knuckling it. Anymore. Yeah. Yeah. It honestly was never something I really planned on it. Like, um. I never got to the point with either drinking or smoking where I would consider it like a problem. Right. You know, I was the typical, you know, like what college students normally do after they graduate is you go out on Friday and or Saturday and you have a couple drinks. Um, and then like one out of every 10 of those nights you wake up with like a bad hangover or something. But um, <laughs> yeah, it just, it kind of got to the point where, I mean, people ask me like why I did it. Yeah. And I give them a different reason, like, every time. Because there's so many good reasons. Um, of course. But, yeah, it just it just got to the point where I really wanted to do it. And I thought it was, like, the best thing for me to try, at least. Um, yeah, so I remember it was, all, like, August 14th, that Sunday morning, I gave you a call. Or I asked, I texted you. Yeah, yeah. Like, hey, man, like, I need to talk about something. Like, can we do it? You know, because I knew the person to reach out to. Um, Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. And I yeah. wanted someone to, like, be able to hold me accountable course for something that i want to try out and uh yeah dude like bk's been texting me like almost every day for the past like <laughs> eight months and two days just yep. saying like hey man like hope having a good day have hope you're having a blessed day whatever like yep. um just to like keep me motivated but yeah dude like i i have not felt better in my entire life dude like, neither I feel, I feel like a kid again and it's insane oh yeah it's it's awesome man yeah, dude, I, re I remember when you came to me, you know, just just like you said, man, you were just like, yo, like, I want to try this. Like, you know, you were, you were bringing up health, you were bringing up, you know, ambition, motivation, drive, like, 
not wanting to be lazy, wanting to get more stuff done. Um, it just really, the main thing that jumped out to me that I could relate to on a deep level was like, you know, you feel like substances were like just holding you back from your full potential. Um, right. Yeah. And like, not, not even on something like, you know, you weren't like, man, like I can't live without this stuff. You were just like, I know that I could right. be, be doing a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it, it, I never, I don't know if I would have gotten to that point, to that thinking if I hadn't. So here's a little story is, uh, in July, like early July of last summer, I herniated the disc in my back deadlifting and the doctor right. was like, you can't do anything for at least a month and then you have another month of physical therapy and knowing me like I'm not good with being told that I can't like do anything like yeah. not really have any fun <laughs> like anything like that so um yeah I just I spent a lot of time like alone um you know we talked a little bit like meditation and stuff like that but yeah. really just the thought in my head of what what could make my life possibly better or how can I be healthier something like that the idea of never drinking again, never smoking again, like it just grew louder and louder. And I was like, man, like I have to try. Um, uh, yeah. yeah. And I'm so glad. I'm so glad. It, like, I honestly, I'm not sure I'll ever have a drink again or, or something like that because it's just, uh, it's been like a crazy experience. Yeah. The past eight dude, months. you look, you look amazing. Like Thanks, I'm not dude. even going to hold you, dude. You look <laughs> like you're in the best shape I've ever seen you in. Thanks, man. Um, Thanks, you know, man. you look healthy as hell, dude. And I know you're getting out there. Like, we're also before we hopped on, um, we were talking about the ju- getting back into jujitsu, um, martial arts, and you got a tournament coming up next week, dude. So, yes, sir. Like, is Dun- that Dundalk, is- Maryland? Yeah, everybody come out. <laughs> hell yeah, I'll be there for sure, dude. Yes, I'll, sir. I'll try my best to make it. Um, but yeah, man, it's it's crazy how. You know, when, like for me, getting getting really full into recovery, um, the stuff you said about, you know, those thoughts of like, you know, never having a drink again, never taking a drug again, um, you know, smoking, whatever it may be, it's, uh, that can be a really, uh, like, daunting thought to have. Like, am I oh, yeah. really going to never do this again? Um, oh, yeah, because it's, it's like time that you have opened up and you're like, what fuck do I do? Like, what do yeah. I do with this? <laughs> exactly. You know, it's, that is like such a scary thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, dude, when I, when I first got clean and, and when I first got into recovery, um, you know, for me, it was, it was so huge. Like we totally have different stories, but for me that just like you said, that time is like, bro, like boredom was one of my biggest triggers early on. Um, just sitting there, you know, having nothing to do, having to fill that time. Um, Cause dude, my whole life, you know, ever since the first time I got drunk when I was 12 years old, you know, my favorite thing to fill my time with was getting fucked up. Right, right, <laughs> like, yeah. and you know, f- first time I got high, like I smoked weed when I was 13. Um, and then, you know, I remember that that was like eighth grade and then it, all into high school just progressed. So like any free time I felt like I had outside of school and sports, um, dude, I was hanging with the boys, like trying right. to smoke, like actively right. trying to. And you know, fill that time. It's a tough game because, like, as you get older, too, like, going from high school to college is such a big leap in freedom. It makes it so <laughs> much harder. Like, oh, if yeah. you already don't spend your free time, like, how you want to yeah. or, like, in a certain way, like, you get more freedom, you get more free time, especially in college. Like, yeah. it's it's tough. Yeah. It's tough to make good choices in, in college, for yeah. sure. Dude, I think um, we both know that's where it took off for me. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, man, it's, um, it's, it can be, it can be really daunting. And dude, I remember when, so when I first got clean, um, and into recovery, you know, I'd be going to, you know, 12 step meetings and stuff and I'd be meeting other people in recovery. Um, and a lot of time, you know, I was, I was 21 when I got clean. So, you know, I'd be, be in the rooms and stuff and people a lot older than me would, would sit down and some of them would say stuff like, you know, man, I wish I got clean when I was your age. Like, just stick around, stay, like, keep doing what you're doing, work a good program, you know, talk to other people in recovery, talk to other people who, you know, are like-minded. Um, but dude, every now and then, you know, I'd get that one guy who would just be like, damn, bro, you're only 21. You sure you weren't just, you know, partying too hard? Like, right. you can drink again. Like, right. you know, it was it was just a phase for you, dude. Like, you, how bad could it have been? Because yeah. you're only 21. And, um, and dude, I'm not going to lie, like those type of thoughts, um, you know, I really don't have them too often anymore, but every now and then, you know, like just, just cause 
of the queen time I have, it doesn't mean that sometimes I'm not thinking like, you know, maybe I could yeah. just drink again, like right. later on, you know, like, cause I love how my life is right now. Right. Things are going amazing. And for me, drinking or using drugs is totally out of the question. Um, but a, a big one for me is like when I retire, <laughs> like, right, right. I do when I retire, I know I'm going to want to light up a blunt and, right, and have right, a beer. Yeah. So, um, so that whole idea of like, like, wow, like I'm in this now, this is, you know, the most beneficial thing that I've ever done for my life. Is it something I really want to stick with? Yeah. Um, for me to get past those, uh, we've, we've a saying like that. A lot of people in recovery say like, sure. You've heard me say it is like just for today. Like, I don't exactly. know. I don't know if I'm going to be clean and sober for the rest of my life. Exactly. But yeah. I know I'm not getting high today, bro. I, <laughs> I know so, after I remember, we hop I, off this pod. I remember, I remember yeah. we went to, um, we went to that NA meeting together. Yeah. I was curious about like what, what went on inside the meetings and yep. that was set. Someone said it in the meeting and I was like, Oh my God, like that is literally like how I've been treating, you know, my sobriety is like people ask me like, why are you not drinking? Like, do you, when are you going to, are you ever going to drink again? And I'm like, like if I want to drink or smoke again, like I would, but like right now I don't. And I think that's like the gist of like what you're saying is like right now you don't want to do it yep. because you know, all these good things that are coming from it. You know, like you have the power to do whatever you want, but you're choosing every day. Yeah. You know, something, um, some, something I just heard the other day was, uh, you know, you can do whatever you want to do in life as long as you're willing to face the consequences. Absolutely. Um, and it's, you know, it sounds corny. And when I, when I first would hear shit like that or, uh, or the whole thing about just for today, you know, I'd be like, what what goes up must come down. Exactly. Exactly. So, you know. The, the, the number one thing I think that I get out of it is it's it's real easy to sit there and like play those mind games with myself of like, you know, how long am I going to do this for? How long is this going to last? Like, oh, what if I mess up? Like, what if I mess this up? What if I mess this up? Um, and focusing on like, well, today I know I'm not going to get out. And right. if it gets really hard, like just now, like while we're sitting here doing this, this yeah. podcast, like I know I'm not getting high for the next hour. Right. Um, so right. If, I'm, if I'm really yeah. struggling with that you know, just breaking down the time. Um, it, it's, it's really that, helpful. That happens with me sometimes, not only, not only with, with drinking or smoking or whatever, but other things too. It's just like, absolutely dude. I'm very, like a very visual person. And like, whenever I think about the distant future, it's like so much hard to visualize. But yeah. like, if you focus more on like what we're doing right now, I'm like, there's only a finite number of things that I'm going to do right now. Right. So like, what's the point of even thinking about all that stuff down the road? If yeah. that makes sense. Um, Totally. Yeah, man. It's, uh, you know, addiction is so, you know, it really can manifest itself in so many ways. Um, and to that exact same point you were just talking about, like not even just substances, like drugs out of the picture, alcohol out of the picture. Like, dude, I'm, uh, I, I just re- so I've, I've been getting on the workout, uh, workout grind pretty heavily lately. I saw you um, in the cryo chamber. Dude, how was that? It was fantastic, <laughs> dude. I 1000% recommend it. Um, cryo is so awesome. Um, so for, for those listening who may not know, um, cryotherapy is basically, it's, it's the same idea behind like a cold plunge. Um, except it's not water. You go in a cryogenic chamber, um, that can be absurd temperatures. Um, like the first time I did it, chamber was negative 162 degrees Fahrenheit. Um, I did it again this week. I did it again on Thursday. Um, chamber was a little bit warmer, negative 159. Would you cry the first time? Um, or what? No, no, dude. It's you know, it's so it is super intense. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like it's it's like cold plunge to the maximum. Um, yeah. And I would say so. You're only in there for two minutes and 45 seconds. They won't let you go longer, like right. for obvious reasons. Um, and you you have to wear this all this stuff. So you have to wear gloves, slippers, something to cover your ears. Um, if if you're bald, they'll make, they'll make you wear a hat. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have to wear a mask. Um, because I'm pretty sure. Um, and I could totally be butchering this, so don't quote me here. But I'm pretty sure if you don't wear that stuff, you could like potentially get frostbite. Yeah, yeah. So they warm <laughs> your extremities because exactly. your core temperature is warmer. Yeah. Yeah, your fingers yep. freeze first. That makes so sense. my understanding of it is, you know, being in that extreme cold, your blood rushes to all your vital organs. Um, and then when you get out, rushes back through your whole body. Um, so, you know, I'm not a scientist or an expert on it by any means. But, you know, from what I know, 
and from what I've read is, uh, you know, it's great for muscle recovery, inflammation reduction, um, blood flow. Um, and another thing, have you, so I'm, I'm interested to, to know if you know about Wim Hall. Absolutely. Man. I do. No, I know actually, actually, so I've been doing the cold showers for like a year and a half. Yeah, me too. Um, not a year sucks. and a half. I've, Still I've been doing the cold uh, showers uh, probably for like a year. And and I take hot showers too, but I start every morning with the cold shower. Yeah, and it yeah. really it, it gets a little easier, but it like it still sucks. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've actually since I got the the tournament coming up, I've been doing more of the breathing techniques. Um, nice. That stuff has had crazy immediate effects, especially That's during awesome. sparring and, and and exercise. Oh yeah, um, dude, I guess of you course. might have noticed that if you've been trying it out. But, yeah. Uh, that guy's onto something. I yeah, Wimhoff is is absurd. Yeah. The Ice Man, <laughs> dude. You know we hiked uh, Mount Everest in yep. shorts. It's crazy. That's some shit I could see you doing though. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right, I'll commit to it. Let's say 2020, 2025. I'll All right. There. No, it's it's uh, it's on record. So we we it's got you there. making that commitment. Shit. All right, man. I'll give it a go. But yeah, dude, the the cryo is sick, um, and you know, so you've been getting back into exercise. Yeah, so I've abs. I've been getting back into exercise, um, dude. Within the last four weeks, I've lost fourteen pounds. But yeah, so shout out to my boy Andrew, um, for putting me on this workout plan, and um, but yeah, so when I started, I was two twenty, down to two hundred six point four now, um, in four weeks. Um, but the reason I bring all this up is because. As it relates to addiction, a big part of it for me is also diet. So I cut out anything with added sugars, uh, no sodas and no fried foods. Um, bread, I try to stick to mainly uh, like multi-grain bread. Yeah. Um, so really like, you know, low carb, high protein, um, no, no sweets, no sugars. Yeah. Um, and dude, when, <laughs> so now, now I'm good with it. Like now I'm really solid. Like I've, right. I've totally dove, dove into it. Um, but dude, the first few days, no sugar, no soda. It was so yeah. hard. And, uh, you know, I, I, without even realizing it or being aware of it, I've definitely developed an addiction to sugar, like sweets, candies, cakes. Yeah, that happens. Um, that happens when you quit drinking too. Like, oh, I, yeah. I, I like that's started to crave it really a lot in like the first month after I stopped drinking. I looked it up if it were like a thing, and apparently it is. Of course it is. Um, but luckily, <laughs> the thing with like you know changing or quitting sugar is that it's like sugar is a lot less potent than quitting other things, right? Um, yeah. And so it's like sugar. Once you get it, it's easier to regulate. Yeah, and sugar's like you know socially acceptable. Like you know if I'm. Uh, you know, if I'm out somewhere and I'm off a couple sticks of Xanax, like, and right. I'm barred out, leaning over, people can be like, yo, right. like, this dude is <laughs> fucked up. But dude, if I'm like walking down the street, like eating an ice cream cone, right. you know, it's totally socially acceptable like, and it's, good and it's yeah. everywhere. Like there's no, there's no, uh, challenge at all of, of getting some candy, you know, just right. going to 7-Eleven. Um, so dude, like I definitely was addicted to sugar. I definitely think I still am. Um, and I noticed it the the first week, right? So I quit cigarettes. I still vape occasionally, but mainly I'm using the Zins. Um, and they're sweet, dude. They're like cool mint, spearmint, oh, man. menthol. Yeah, dude, you. the first week when I was on that diet, I went through so much Zin. I was eating Zin like candy with, <laughs> without even like being aware of it. I was putting two in at a time. As soon as they were done, another one in. Um, just because they were sweet. Yeah. Um, which it, to me, it was like kind of like weird um, yeah. to, you know, for... For the majority of uh, of substances uh, that I was addicted to, like the effects were pretty obvious. I was just never willing to accept them. Mm -hmm. um, but you know, I feel like for a while there, I was clearly addicted to bars, clearly addicted to pretty much whatever it was. Subs yeah. all all substances, like you know, whatever we had, I wanted more. Yeah. And when we ran out, bro, I was I was going to get more. Yeah. Um, so, but the whole thing with Sugar Man is like you know, I never really paid attention to it as much because it wasn't like such a detriment right um but dude last summer i weighed 235 pounds and i'm not a tall guy you, you bro and i'm not really 204 now 206, 206 now yep so That's since incredible. since last summer i've lost almost 30 um but yeah dude i was i was big yeah. <laughs> i was, I was yeah. starting to look chubby <laughs> sugar and fat are like sneaky because so sneaky it, dude i had it weird to me where like sugar makes you hungrier and fat makes you fat right like it makes right, you, it makes right, you right. full but it makes you gain weight and stuff like that in yeah. places you don't like it and like so many of the newer foods like iced like 
ice cream and candy, like they combine the two. And so it sneaks up on you. And yeah. like you don't most people don't like go on a diet or something until they see yeah. the fat hanging Exactly, exactly. I started to get those love handles looking in the mirror, right. like Right. I got it. I got to so, change something. It's so much different than like a drug or alcohol, like where it's yeah. like a hangover, but like it just takes a longer time for people to realize. It. Yes, it's, totally. Yeah, it's definitely harder to like cut that back to because it's everywhere. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And I definitely, I, I feel you know the same way about like fucking nicotine and alcohol too, dude. Like alcohol is everywhere. You can go to a bar, go into a bar, legally yeah. get a drink, like no problem. Yeah, that's been one of it's, the more, um, that's been one of the more like especially in the first month or two when I when I quit drinking was I still like went out. Yeah, I know you did. And <laughs> I did it sober and I was just like besides like the fact that I was probably like one of maybe the only sober person in whatever room I was in. Yeah. Um it was just weird looking around and like not knowing I wasn't feeling like what everyone else was feeling in terms of like being drunk or whatever and I wasn't partaking in like that thing that was you know that was meant for the the bar club or whatever but um yeah there was definitely like being around people who were drunk and not being drunk definitely just like such a weird experience I encourage everyone like if you drink like um just give it a try because like I'll have people come up to me all the time and they're like they want to cut up they want to cut back on drinking or they want to quit drinking entirely yeah um and that's one of the things, you know, if they ask for advice, I'm like, just go out once and be sober and just like see. You, you actually, you came out with me, um, what, like February, you came yeah. out to the, to the soiree session. Soiree session. And that was your first time going out, like out, it, out. It was, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, but you know, before that, um, first off, I don't, I don't know, I don't, for me, I don't know how you did that. Cause, um, <laughs> like, like in, in my first, first few months, um, being clean and sober, like I stayed far away from any sort of situation like that it was it was a it was like almost a year before i was in a in a situation Mm -hmm. around around people who were drinking um and i went uh so actually funny story i once with uh with a bunch of my friends in na and and in recovery we went out to a karaoke bar Uh, but it was also like a restaurant and a bar too it wasn't like just a dive bar like a club or anything and it was karaoke night um so we got there planning on getting dinner you know, sitting at a table, not at the bar, and doing karaoke. Um, but, uh, you know, when we got there, they were like, yeah, kitchen's closed. So they weren't serving food anymore. Right. Uh, and every so everyone else in there was just get drinking. Like, it was yeah. a bar. Um, yeah. So we, we stuck we stuck around for a little bit, um, and we did karaoke. Like, each of us, like, went up, did a song, karaoke. Yeah. Um, and it was fun, man. Like, it was, it was a hilarious time. Good for um, you, man, because there are not many people that would do karaoke sober. Oh, it's you know, so like, fun. Normally, you know, like, the people you normally see up at karaoke are like yeah, your trashed. buddy, your quiet friend who like had ten drinks, and it's just like, right? Like they yeah. don't they don't ever talk, but they're up there singing like Bohemian Rhapsody or something. <laughs> yeah, dude. dude but yeah. yeah, so you know, to to that exact point, um, everyone else besides us was yeah. was trashed. They had, like a fight broke out in there, like. Uh, like, like people were getting after it in there. Um, and we, you know, pretty quickly, we all were kind of just looking at each other like, yeah, it's about time to go. Yeah. Like, like we got no right. business being here anymore. Um, but, you know, to, to that same point, anytime, anytime there's something I want to do, um, like, a, like a show or a concert, specifically dough shots, uh, like yeah, little yeah. soiree session, like to go out and see that plus be there to to see like you and Jordan throwing that event. Yeah. Um, you know, having you there, you know, someone else who I know is is clean and sober and, you know, like minded wants to stay in recovery, like it makes all the difference. Um so it's it's huge. And I, I talk I know a lot of people in recovery who like go to concerts, go to raves, um, you know, and they always go with with someone else that's that's clean. Yeah. Um, which, which I think, you know, personally, I think that's the way to do it for me, at least I know it's, it's the best, best way for me. Yeah. It's always nice to know that there's like someone else who's kind of on the same wavelength as you. It's hard to describe, but, uh, yeah, yeah, I have not. So I have not gone to like a official rave, um, like the the soiree, that was the closest thing to like a rave that I went to, um, 
But I, I definitely, definitely am going to go to one. I'll probably go to one Good. this summer because um, a, lo- a lot of my friends in NA, too, are also, like, into EDM, into house. Yeah, that's, um, that's, that's, the, fir- that's the, the thing is, like, your first one, like, right, like, the yeah. first time you go out sober and you, you see other people who are drinking, like, the first time you go to, like, a concert or any other event where, like, you are not partaking in, like, what most people are, like, there's going to be a lot of things you observe. Yeah. That you would have never <laughs> seen, you know, in the past. Yeah. And it's, um, it's cool. I mean, I think it's cool. It's just like a new experience, like just things to, to, you know, write down, keep, you know, keep in your head or whatever. Um, yeah, I like it just because it's something that like not many people get to experience. Um, but yeah, how do you feel about it? Like, what do you, what are your thoughts? Oh, uh, dude, I, I had a blast at the soiree session. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. like first off, Doshat was ripping it up. Great music. <laughs> Um, he had, he played a great set. Um, it was a really cool environment too. Um, plus like getting to see all the, all, all the guys and stuff. Uh, my little brother was there. Shane was there. So it was, it was a good time. Um, but I agree, man. Like I've, I've been around people who are fucked up, um, like since I've gotten clean and it's, you know, it's like, Jesus, like that's what I used to look like. <laughs> yeah. It's hard to describe what that feeling is. Yeah. It's not it's, like, it's, it's so not like guilt for me, but it's like, yeah. I almost it's almost like, like I wish you could see yourself right, right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's almost like you hold up a mirror or something yeah, like that. Yeah, um, it's it also gives me, uh, especially there. Um, I was kind of feeling like, you know, just grateful um, that I'm like not out here embarrassing myself anymore. Like, you know, not out here making a fool of myself. Um, also, to you know, be able to be at a social event. Um, like I've I've done uh, work happy hours, work holiday party. Um, where there's alcohol and stuff there and like, you know, I'm, I'm there enjoying myself, having a good yeah. time, being social, um, finally getting to a point where I can now enjoy myself, like genuinely enjoy myself yeah. in those situations without feeling like, oh, I have to have something. Right. Um, you know, like, oh, I, I need to get a drink and you're like, oh, I need to, you know, smoke this or pop this or, you know, then I'll be I able know. to, yeah. you know, then I'll be bouncing around the room, talking to people, yeah. having fun. Um, but like being with someone else who is also sober in an environment like that, knowing like, okay, like I don't, I don't need that stuff anymore for yeah. like the self-validation or the, you know, the confidence boost. Right. So it's yeah. honestly, it's a good feeling, um, getting yeah. to that point. Um, but I would, you know, for anyone that's like, you know, first starting out in recovery, I would not recommend it. Right. Um, right. I, yeah. I stayed away from those situations for a long time. Yeah. Um, and you know, the sad thing is, right, I've, I've seen people, like, get clean, get sober, um, and, and they say stuff like, oh, like, yeah, I'm, I'm going out, you know, with some old friends of mine, um, you know, and, and it'll be a good test, you know, like, a good test of myself. Like, right, I'll, yeah, I'll yeah. prove to myself that, you know, I don't need it. I, I want to see if I can pass this test. Yeah, it doesn't, like, se- it doesn't seem like something you want to make more difficult exactly, for yourself, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, you want to be like absolutely certain, just as you're absolutely certain that you wanted to quit. Yeah, you want to be absolutely certain that you're capable. Of, yeah, you know, doing this. Like, yeah, shouldn't be a test at that. Point. Yeah, exactly. If if yeah. the mindset is, oh, it's going to be a real test, but I want to see if I can pass the test. Right there, yeah, that's how you know. Like, it's just like it's just yeah, like you there's like an undertone that. to that where like exactly. part of you is saying like you want to drink again or you yep. want to do something else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I definitely uh, I made sure to. You know, get a, a good amount of, of clean time before allowing myself. And, and also another thing that's important is, you know, I don't seek out situations where I know people are going to be drinking. Um, most times, if I know the focus of a situation is drugs or alcohol, I stay very clear from it. Yeah. Um, like for me in particular, the focus of the soiree session, like for both you and I right. and for a bunch of other people there was the music and seeing Yo yeah. shot and getting yeah. reunited with friends. Um, so it's definitely, it's definitely important for me at least, I think. Um, and I've, I've heard from a lot of other people like giving me that sort of advice, like, right. you know, make sure you know what the focus is of the event, right. yeah. what you're doing there, yeah. what you want to get out of it. You know, do you want to, you know, relive the glory days and, you know, get, get, feel like you're in the mix? Yeah. Um, you know, that's a recipe for disaster. Yeah, even, even like now, like I'll still, I'll go out like once every like two weeks. And even then I show up late, I leave early. Like I'm not there for very long just because over time, you know, you get different, you know, you get different tastes for, um, right. 
for different kind of things. Um, I'm curious of, of your perspective on this. Um, when you initially got clean, and you know whether it was in like regular conversations, like day to day conversations with people, or at social events, did it ever like? Did the thoughts ever like keep circulating with you where you felt the need to like explain why you didn't drink or smoke or anything? Because like when I started going out sober, I was like, man, like what am I going to say to people? Like when they ask me, oh, like what are you drinking? And I'm like, oh, just the water. And they're like, they look at you all funny. And I'm like, right. I'm like, oh, what do I say? You know, is this very, it's, that's, that's a good question, man. And I'm, and I'm, I'm glad you brought that up um, because you know, if I'm being honest, man, it's it's a little bit different for me and you. Um, yeah. Just because, you know, when people ask me that, um, I'm just like, dude, I fucking overdosed like a bunch yeah. of times, man. Yeah. Like I had to go to rehab, bro. Like if I have a drink right that, now, that that's it for me. <laughs> Thank you, man. Thank you. Yeah, it's um, I don't know, and you know, f- for sure at at first, um, I definitely wasn't as like, you know, forward with that kind of stuff. Um, but now, now I'm just at a point in my life where, um, and, and I'm so grateful to, you know, the program of, of recovery and, you know, really understanding that if, if for one second I'm worried about how someone is going to think about me because of my past and my history, then that's something in me that I still got to work out with myself. It's something yeah. in me that I don't like about yeah. myself that I'm, you know, not willing to accept. Yeah. Um, so, like, there's, I don't think there's anyone that I'm, like, close with. Um, that doesn't know, like, a, yeah. like my story, like, yeah. and know, like, oh yeah, like, B had to go to rehab, like, he had, yeah. he had to get it, get his shit together. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, I, uh, I, I rarely am in a situation, and and that's another thing, like, I don't go out. Um, right. yeah. It's it's rare when I'm in that situation. I'm rarely in a situation where someone asks me, uh, like, why did you stop? Um, but when when it does happen, the you know, if I don't say like, oh yeah, like, you know, I overdosed and, and went to rehab, I'll say my, you know, I'll say I was at a point in my life where, you know, the way I was living was totally unmanageable. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I just, I just couldn't go on. Um, and I like, I usually, I don't get into the specifics, yeah. um, but I'll just say like, yeah, I struggled with substance abuse big mm-hmm. time. Yeah. Um, and I lost a lot of things in my life and I had to make a lot of different decisions. Yeah. Um, but you know, and, and then if they keep asking, I'll, I'll just say like, yeah, like I OD and you know, I went to rehab. Right. Um, but it's, it's important to, uh, let me see the, the way that I think about it is when, like if someone I don't know who like, doesn't, you know, is, isn't in recovery at all and like really doesn't understand it. Um, cause, cause sometimes all I, all I have to say is like, Oh, like I'm in recovery mm-hmm. and then they'll be like, Oh yeah, right. that's right. obviously why yeah. he's, he's drinking water. And, and if I just say like, Oh yeah, I'm in, re- I'm a recovering addict, you know, they'll, they'll immediately be like, okay, yeah, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah. Um, and if, if they don't, then for me, it's like, you know, it doesn't really matter to me right. what, what someone else thinks about why I'm, I'm doing what I'm doing. Yeah. Um. Because the people that I care about, the people I know care about me, totally understand. Right. Why I'm why I'm in a in an event yeah. drinking a sparkling right. water. Right. Yeah. And I've totally <laughs> I've totally felt that same like you described it that thing where like if I care about what someone else thinks of me in terms of me not drinking or whatever, really whatever it is, but like that feeling is you know deep down like an insecurity or something exactly. that I got to work on. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Even um. You know, even, even, uh, like some of my, even some of my coworkers like know I'm in recovery. Mm-hmm. Um, especially cause like, you know, work happy hour and stuff. Right. I, I told yeah, them straight yeah. up, like, look, you know, I'm going to be heading out early, but it was, it was great to be here. Great, to, great to meet a bunch yeah. of you. Um, and I don't know, it's, it's when it, when it comes to telling people about being in recovery outside of recovery, um, it's, it's almost like the more that I try to like work my way around it, it's like the more that I'm like not really getting honest about it to myself. Yeah. Um, which I think, you know, I think that's what hits home the most for me. Yeah. You know, the more transparent I am about it, you know, if all my cards are out on the table, then, you know, they're going to judge at, 
in a sense, people will judge you less that way. Right. Than if you like try to like explain it. Explain yeah, yeah. it. That's the thing is I've noticed like as time goes on, my yeah. answer to that question gets so much shorter. And it's down to the point now exactly. where I'm just like because I don't want to. Yeah. Right. Like it's yep. just yeah. It's yeah. Because yeah. I'll I'll say sometimes like oh because I'll die. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Like that shit'll kill me, dude. Like seriously, yeah, and dude. And then, then there's no other questions after that. Like why do you need to explain that? <laughs> exactly. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. just takes like takes up. It saves so much time. I think. Yeah, it's still going. Still going. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, man, it's um, it's and and also it's cool when um. So this, you know, like the disease of addiction, man, and, and issues with substance abuse um, and, you know, people who are, you know, having health issues and, and taking steps to like try and try and get healthier, you know, recover, get into recovery from anything, like not just substance abuse. Um, you know, everyone that I, the majority of people that I know, at least knows someone else that's like struggling with something and trying to work through that. Yeah. Um, and most people can like really open up to you if you're like, oh yeah, you know, I actually, you know, really struggled with substance abuse, you know, yeah. I OD'd, I had to go to rehab, you know, I didn't like the way my life was going, like, you know, so now this is how I live my life. Um, if you're, you know, I, I find myself in situations where I open up about that type of stuff yeah. and immediately the other person is almost like, Oh, thank God. Like I've been struggling with this or yeah, my friend yeah. or my, you know, my relative has really been struggling with this. Like, yeah. um, it's, it's really good to, you know, hear your story and, and get a little hope. Like maybe that they'll be able to I move never, forward. That too. was something I never expected yeah. is the amount of people who are either trying to like cut back yep. with themselves or the people that know people. Yeah. Um, but like for someone who's relatively new to that, like what would you say is some advice or like an approach to take as as someone who, you know, has that responsibility or is being asked like, Hey, can you help me out? Can you help out a friend of mine? Yeah. Um, what were some, what are some tips you've learned? Something like that. So, so the best, the best tips or advice I have for that is, um, your experience can go a long way. Um, so sometimes instead of trying to tell someone what to do just by telling them what you did and what mm -hmm. worked well for you, yeah. you know, that's the best way to go. Yeah. Um, and you know, for me, I always, I always try to phrase stuff like, you know, my situation for me, this works, you know, this happened to me. Right. I went through this. So I did this yeah. rather than saying like, Oh, you should do this. If you want this right. advice comes last. Yeah. But, I, but also, um, sh shared experience can be advice in its own yeah. way. Right. Um, in its own way. Um, and you know, shared experience can also be suggestions. Um, cause I was, I was told, man, if, if someone has what I want, you know, I should do what they do. Yeah. You know, I should take the same actions right. they took. Yeah. Um, you know, sometimes leading by example can be the best way to that, help. I mean, someone. that's, that's like the whole reason why I hit you up when I wanted to stop drinking and smoking. It was just cause like BK, like it looks night and day since he has become sober. Like what if I can do the same kind of change in my life, you know? And, uh, um, hell yeah. Yeah, dude, yeah, it's, that's why it's, you're like literally the first person I thought of. I was like, someone's, so grateful, someone's going to hold me accountable to this. Yeah. Like, it's going to be you. I'm so grateful for that, man. It's it's honestly one of the biggest things that I've gotten out of um, getting getting clean and sober is the amount of people that have that have hit me up. Yeah. Um, you know, like close friends of mine that have now been able to you know feel like they have someone they can talk to and and ask for advice, ask yeah. for suggestions, um, but also just be like. You know, like, oh, shit, like, you know, BK's out here, like, you know, he told us all what, what was going on with him and what he had to do for that. Um, and, I've, dude, I've had, like, close friends of mine reach out and say, like, hey, man, I've actually been struggling with X, Y, and Z, like, for a long time. Mm -hmm. um, and I haven't felt like I had anyone to talk to about it, um, which is exactly how I felt yeah. um, for a long time. I, you know, it's, it's so easy to um, get caught up in that thinking of, like, oh, I'm different. You know, like my situation's different. Absolutely, like, yeah. You know, like we're we're not the same. Like you know, I, I went still through something. With that, for me sure. too. Yeah, me too. Um, and it's it's something that I've really been able to uh, gain a deeper understanding on as you know throughout my recovery journey is, regardless of you know the situation or the past. Um, you know, I have a lot of shared feelings with a lot of people. Yeah. Um, like even, even in this, you know, just, just from this conversation right now, like, 
you know, this is showing me like so many underlying feelings yeah. of the, the points you're bringing up. Like I relate to, yeah. um, so it doesn't matter. Like if you, like you didn't go to rehab, I did like, it doesn't matter at all because yeah. I, I relate to the feelings all the time. Um, and it's, it's one of the biggest things I think that used to keep me from trying to change and, right. and trying to better myself is, is differentiating myself. Yeah. Um, you know, like seeing someone doing so well and, and thinking to myself like, oh, like they're, they're not as fucked up as me. Like they're not going through the shit that I'm going through. Like right. I can never do that. I can never be like that. Right. Um, or thinking like, you know, hearing someone's story and, and just, you know, not being able to relate to the, to the details um, or like even the substances. And, mm-hmm. and this is something that I, that I like to bring up sometimes is what kept me out of rehab for the longest time is the fact, the simple fact that I wasn't putting a needle in my arm mm. and I wasn't shooting up. Yeah. And in my, you know, my disease of addiction allowed me to twist that into a sick justification right, to yeah. tell myself like, yeah, I'm not that fucked up. Right. Like I don't need help. Like I'm all right. I'm not that bad. It could be worse. Yeah. And there's like addiction is like one form of it, but like that happens with anything that people want to like stop doing. Yeah. Right? Like they'll always make or keep doing. Like they'll always yep. make always make reasons. justifications, right. rationalizations. Um, and you know, I dude, I still do that today. I yeah. still do that yeah. all the, yeah. all the time with stuff. It's it's an ongoing process, yeah. um, for sure. Um, but yeah, when, when I was finally able to get that, get past some of those, uh, some of those points, like, you know, I may not be shooting up. I may not be doing this. I may not be homeless. Um, you know, when I was able to acknowledge all those things and still say, but I'm crushing up fake Xanny bars that I know of fentanyl in them and I'm snorting them. Like I'm just as bad off and I'm, I'm going through the same feelings of despair, depression, hopelessness, um, you know, because really, it's it's those that matter, not the outs, yeah. not the outside factors or what it looks like. Yeah. Um, like, dude, people could look so presentable on the outside and like yeah. look like they're having amazing, right. successful, happy lives um, whole time. Like, they could be feeling really yeah. fucked up. Yeah, and that um, was um, that's an interesting point you bring up about like comparing yourself to other people because I think that's what because I had been having the idea of like quitting drinking and smoking for a while, but it wasn't until I had the ability to kind of like withdraw, like just just spend some time alone, figure out like what I actually wanted for myself, forgetting like what other people are doing. Um, That made it a whole lot easier. And I think like, like you said, like once you stop playing the comparison game of like, oh, like they're doing so well, like I'm different, whatever. Then you start to like really get to the root of like what you want to do, you know? And it was, it's just a crazy feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Totally is, man. It totally is. Um, dude, I, I seriously give you so much props, um, for, for the amount of, uh, like, like reaching out and like talking about all this shit that you do. Yeah. Um, it's, it's amazing, dude. Like seriously, like you're one of the most vocal guys I know. Like you'll never hesitate. Like even when we go out for dinner, like, you know, I'll go out for dinner with the guys and we'll like just talk shit, cut it up. Um, but you're always like, yo, like this is what's been going on. This is what I've been noticing. Like, you know, how's, how's that for you? Like, what's yeah. your experience for this? Like, what do you think about this? Um, which and I, I only talk about, I really just talk about that with you because you're so good, you know, at like, you know, communicating that stuff. Like, you've put it, put a lot of what I felt into words and kind of like matched, um, you know, the feelings that I've, that I've felt, you know, in the past eight months or so, you know. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's, cool. it's dude, I have to do that shit, man. If I'm, if I'm not talking to people about this stuff, um, like on a regular basis, Man, oh, you know, those old habits will come back quick. You know, that isolation, that self-centered thinkingness, like, yeah. you know, like the the whole like playing the victim, like, you know, maybe maybe I just went too hard. Maybe it was a phase, like, you know, maybe I'm not really that fucked up. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm good now. Like, I got my shit together now. Like, maybe I could go have a drink um, right. or, or, or a lot of times not even stuff like that. It can be as simple as like, oh, I'll sleep in today. You know, I'll, sh- I'll show up and, uh, you know, I'll, s- I'll stay an hour late at the office, but I'll, I'll get an extra hour of sleep this morning. Right. Um, whereas, like, I could be waking up and being productive and getting stuff right. done, um, getting off earlier to then get other stuff in. Um, or, like, skipping the gym 
um, eating something unhealthy, um, or just sitting binge watching when I have deadlines coming up. Um, it seems like you've gotten like a good practice of being accountable to yourself. Like you've kind of, it's a huge part of shorten the distance between what you think you want and what you like, you know, you want to do. And dude, Um, sometimes pretty cool thing. Yeah. And thanks, man. Thanks. It's dude. I I learned this shit in, in recovery, man, like in, in 12 step meetings, um, NAAA, um, and a lot of times outside too, um, like talking to people who, you know, people who I look up to, like people in, in my like, like social network that, you know, may have a little, little better of a, of a grip on things. Um, whereas I used to, dude, I used to look at people who like had shit that I wanted or like were doing a little bit better than me and I'd just be filled with jealousy and like, ah, oh, like fuck that. Like I don't need their help. Like I'll show them. Like I, I can right. do this shit on my own. Like I'll be better than that. Right. Um, whereas like the the I I say this all the time, man, because it was it was once said to me and it it really hit home. Today I feel like the opposite of my addiction is connection. The connections I have in my life, the relationships I have in my life yeah. of like-minded people who support me in my recovery, who are in recovery, who are out of recovery, but who are all like-minded working yeah. towards um the same goals um and the the whole accountability thing is huge dude oh yeah like man. i wouldn't be here today yeah. if, if, if i didn't have guys like you if i didn't have you know my my network of of people in recovery who are clean and and all doing the same yeah. shit trying to trying to just get another day clean um right. like if i didn't have those people to to reach out to to call yeah uh bro i wouldn't be here we're social creatures man like there's a lot of stuff you can do on your own but like it makes it so much easier if you have you know, other people to like hold you to it. Totally. Um, those are the people I consider like my closest friends, just anyone who like knows what's good for me sometimes better than, you know, what I know what's good for me. Um, it's going to call me out on it or like, just like, you know, like you do like text me every day or whatever, like just to keep me going. Um, Yeah. yeah. And like just knowing what really makes me happy. Um, those are, you know, those people I really, I really want to keep around for sure. Of course. Of course. Yeah, dude. And, um, and, and you had said something about, you know, figuring out, you know, getting outside of yourself and, and, and the whole comparison thing and and thinking about like, you know, what is it that I actually want and what do I have to do to actually achieve that? Yeah. Um, and dude, for me, the majority of the shit that I want to get there, I have to do shit that I don't want to do. Right. Yeah. (laughs) I don't, you know, I don't want to, you know, be waking up early to get a little extra, you know, studying and and working in or going to the gym early. Right. Um, so that I then have more time to, you know, network and and meet new people, discuss more things. Um, you know, dude, if I had it my way, I'd just sit on the couch all day and watch TV Yeah. or like work, you know, work on something that, uh, you know, definitely gives me pleasure, um, yeah. and, and like purpose and meaning, um, but without having to like exert myself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's like, the, I'm yeah. dude, like I'm fundamentally lazy and it's something I'm working on. Um, uh, but I have to, I have to push myself all the time, um, to not take the easy way out to actually yeah. do stuff that I don't want to do in the moment. Cause afterwards I always am glad that I did. Right. Well, that's, that's the yeah. thing is like, one like with the the difference between like what you want and what you don't want to do like if you what you want in the future and what you want to do now like if you want what you want in the future more like i just drop what you want to do now and just get what you want in the future but that's the thing is like when you have like these goals or whatever you want to accomplish in the future like you're gonna suffer a little bit Mm -hmm. until you achieve that like whatever whether it's like with addiction like with, with it's like withdrawal or rehab or like anything like cutting weight, like exercise, not uh, fun most of the time, you know, like it's not something at the you start, gotta, not right, at the yeah, start. Like, yeah, for sure. Like <laughs> it's something you got to suffer for a little bit, yeah. it's change and it involves a little bit more effort. Um, oh. But yeah, like I think yeah. it's, um, I think once you get in a good habit of just, you know, realizing that that is kind of what it takes to, to get what you want sometimes, like it gets a little bit easier each time, you know, yeah. definitely does. Dude, and uh, we we had talked about uh, meditation uh, before, so I, I wanted yeah. to ask ask you some questions about meditation, yeah, man. man. Like how? Sure. So do you? First off, do you meditate every day? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. so you're you're big into it. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. yeah. So I I I would say I, I don't do it every day. I've been trying to get into doing it more and more. Um, I I do it 
a good amount. I probably do it like four or five times a week, um, four or five days out of the week. Um, there's weeks where I'll do it every day. Um, I mix it in, you know, I kind of pray and meditate, um, like kind of together. Yeah. Um, but dude, when, when you first started getting into it, did you have like a set routine? Like how did you go about first getting into it? It was, so I ended up kind of just like reading about it again with the back injury, you know, I got really bored and I was just like, what do I do with all this like free time? And like, there's so many things I couldn't do physically, like running around or whatever, um, like I would normally do. So I just, you know, I basically started reading about it. And then before I decided to like actually do the traditional, like sitting down, you know, legs crossed, whatever meditation, you know, techniques that people normally talk about. I kind of just like thought about like what it is and it's really just like kind of spending time alone and that's really what, all it is. There yeah. really is um, nothing else to it and I kind of got to thinking like not only was has this been something that I had been doing since I was a young kid, I think it's what most young kids do naturally. Like before you're bombarded with Dude, that's interesting. Before you're bombarded with all this responsibility and, yeah. and school and stuff like that, like I think most kids like they know they have this little radar in their head when it's time to like take a step back, spend some time alone. Some people take naps, whatever, but like they have this little radar where they know it's like, okay, I need to step out and be alone for a little bit. Um, and then when I kind of figured out like that's at the core of what like meditation is, I just decided like, Hey, before, you know, in the morning, before I check my emails, check my phone, like I'll wake up a little bit earlier, but I'm just going to kind of sit and, you know, you can breathe, you can do whatever, but like the point is just to be like, sit and be alone and quiet for however long you want. Um, and just develop that kind of radar for when like, okay, my mind is racing or like I'm calm or whatever. Um, yeah, it was just, it just became like a good practice of getting in touch with myself before I go out and spread whatever I am to everyone else in the world, you know? Cause like, if you don't, I feel like for me, at least like if I don't do that, either in the morning or like on a regular basis, I don't know what kind of vibe I'm giving to other people and like, mm. you know, all that, all that kind of stuff, you know, does that make sense? Dude, it's, it totally does. Yeah. Um, I, I really love how you simplified it. Um, yeah. because dude, I've I had s- to think about it a I'm, lot. Oh, I'm sure. Right. Cause I've, it's just like, I've had to think about it a lot too, to, to really get to, you know, my understanding of it and, and my understanding of it changes a lot. It's, it's evolved a lot. Um, so I think, you know, exactly. (laughs) The the way I think about it now, you know, I'm sure I'll have a deeper understanding of it, you know. There's a different way, there's a different way to explain it, like, every time. Like, there's so many different ways um, to do it, but it really is just, like, doing nothing. And, like, because, you know, normally we're, like, doing something every day, but, um, I kind of, like, had this realization recently where it was, like, why so many of, like, the old Buddhists or whatever, they place so much emphasis on bringing your attention to the present. It's not that like if you're sitting alone like in meditation or something that you can't think. It's not saying like you're not allowed to think about something. It's saying that if you have a thought about the past or the present, bring it in front of you. Yeah. Think about it in, in terms of now. Yeah. Dude, I'm, I'm so glad you said that because that's that's exactly what I was going to say yeah. is – Dude, like when I when I was first introduced uh, to meditation and when I like first started trying to do it and stuff, um, I would like, you know, sit down or I would lay down and try to meditate um, and my mom would be racing and I would be like, what the heck is going on? Like, yeah. I can't sit here and think about nothing like that's impossible. Right. Uh, fuck this. Screw this. I can't do this. <laughs> Maybe other people can sit here and think about nothing, but I can't. I don't think anyone but starts out as a Zen master. Right, yeah. right. But, but also, dude, just like you said, it's not, you know, the point of it isn't to sit there and think about nothing. You know, right. that's almost impossible. Like, you're always going to have thoughts coming into your head, like, you know, to to try and force yourself to think about nothing is... You know, for me, that was working negatively. Um, the moment 100%. that I that someone said to me, like, try to think your thoughts through, accept them for what they are, just thoughts, and then let them go. Yeah. And then try and focus on your breathing again. Mm-hmm. And then you you get those moments of clarity in between where, right. you know, I'll, I'll meditate for like, so I'm, I got to 
try and start doing it in the mornings. Um, I'm totally not a morning guy. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of times, man, I'm, I'm rushing around in the morning, bro. I'm, I'm trying to get going. Yeah. Um, but you know, I like doing it at night. Um, cause it helps me like, I, uh, you know, I struggle with insomnia a lot of times, man. Like I struggle going to sleep. Um, and I'll, I'll take like natural, like, you know, chamomile tea or like valerian root tea. Um, you know, like melatonin. I, I don't really like melatonin even though it is natural, it yeah. just, dude, it, it like puts me out. Like I have a, you know, right. I have a hard time waking up. I feel right. groggy yeah, when I wake that, up. The same yeah. I, people, I feel yeah. groggy when I wake up, like not a hangover. Like it doesn't, it doesn't feel like, uh, it literally just feels like I'm more tired in the morning, mm. okay. um, than if I didn't take it. So I, I don't take it often, but it does help to go to sleep. Right. So I'll take yeah. it occasionally. Um, but, uh, know because because of all that right like meditating like before i go to sleep the last you know when i when i finally put my phone down you know before i just you know lay there or like roll over on my side i lay flat on my back just fold my arms and just try to focus on my breathing um for like a few minutes um usually i can do it for like three minutes before i'm just like yeah okay like now it's time to sleep yeah um but sometimes i do it for longer and longer and and when I when I'll do it for like uh, probably like right around like the ten minute mark when I'm just laying there and it's dark, um, dude, I'll start to feel like you know almost feel like um, uh, it's it's a weird sensation, but it's it's almost like cramps. Like I could I could move, yeah. but I feel like I don't want to move. I know exactly what you're saying. You know what it's I'm saying? Like a, um, it's it's. I would describe it as like you're inhabiting your body more. Like you yeah. aren't you aren't. I feel heavy. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so when, you know, when, when someone first said that to me, like, you know, meditation is thinking about thinking and then letting the thoughts go. Um, and then bringing yourself back to the present moment, focusing yeah. on your breathing. Um, and a lot of times it'll, it'll really help me understand what, uh, stuff that I'm pushing out. Um, mm -hmm. like if I'm just sitting there focusing on, only focusing on my breathing and then a random thought comes in, I'd be like, Oh, like usually it's stuff that I haven't thought about right. for a while. Right. Usually it's shit. I got to get done. Right. It's like <laughs> things that you kind of, that might be, you know, creeping up back here. Exactly. And how they break exactly. You know, um, so, so like I was saying, like when I first uh, started meditating, like that would stress me out <laughs> and, oh, I, yeah. and I would stop. Cause Cause it, like, happens, it happens quick. Yeah, you know, you know, I'd be it, I'd be sitting there trying to meditate, and just like you th said, that thought creeping up in the back of my mind, I think about it, then I'd obsess about it, and I'd be like, "What am I doing? I can't just sit here and, and waste yeah. my time meditating. Like I have to go deal with this right. shit." Right. Yeah. Um. But then I would go procrastinate more on it. Um. So when I yeah. now like when I do it, like those thoughts will come up, and they do, and I accept them. Say, okay, that's something I need to take care of. Yeah. It's something I'm going to take care of. Right. It's okay that I'm thinking about that. And then yeah. let me just focus on my breath right now for the next right. minute. And yeah. then that thought goes and then I'm back on my breath. Um, right. And, you know, for me, shifting my mindset about meditation from thinking about nothing to letting thoughts come, but then letting them go, allowing yeah. myself to let them go. Yeah. Um, it was it was a huge change for me. Um, you, but, you mentioned... So it took me a while to like understand this, but you mentioned the, um, after you would, you know, go through the process of like noticing your thoughts and then letting them go, there would be, you know, you experience sometimes this little gap of like kind of nothingness. Yeah. And like, I, it took me a while to realize that like meditation, the technique is like the breathing or whatever, but yeah. like what you can't describe, what I like is impossible to describe is that like absolute silence that like sometimes you get. And eventually yeah. those little things once you practice more and more it becomes like a stream almost. it does and that's where you yeah. get to the point where you see like the yogis who like you assume that they don't think anything ever because it's just all connected now yeah um, um but that's so that that is also a miss uh a misconception sometimes though because even even the yogis do they'll think about oh stuff. Yeah. yeah yeah and it's because like like you mentioned when you first started and i had a oh, i had a, a difficulty kind of like explaining this too it was like when you first try to sit down and you're alone like you, you, this is your first time doing this in your life like yeah. it's not just like thoughts going through your head it's like you've been living 
this life where you're seeing things and you're hearing things and you're feeling things and like when you shut your eyes and it's silent and you know that all stops and you basically stop seeing things you stop hearing things and you stop feeling things because you're not moving a whole lot your your brain is like what's going on here and just kind of tries to like replay all these yeah. things in your head because it's, it's what, you're used, make it's what you're used to right yeah. um and like you said like as you tr- as you spend more time in the sensory deprived like environments where it's dark silent whatever and you're alone um you get your brain and your body just gets more used to it where it stops or slows down replaying all these sounds and like for me it's music like i get these songs the going good songs over. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah and Same, like, not a bad thing most of the time <laughs> but like when you're trying to sleep or something like that yeah like, it feels like you're, you don't have a lot of control over it but that's yeah. why like the regular practice I'm oh yeah for you and me like dude it it helps. it helps me sleep so it helps me in a ton of things and it it really helps me sleep um because if i like i was saying if i just try to go straight to sleep uh dude my mind's going crazy like yeah. i'm thinking about everything that happened in the day i'm thinking about all the shit that i didn't get done yeah. i'm thinking about not, all the shit i gotta do tomorrow feel like it's you right like, that's doing it it's just yeah. your brain's replaying all this stuff because it's like yep. okay like where did life go you know like yeah like where did all these things that you were seeing and hearing go? You know, it's just kind of something that's like, it thinks you need. Yeah. But when you're in reality, you just want to go to bed. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I hope I was able to explain that well because it's. Dude, I, you, I, I still you have, did. I, still, I. That's like yeah. one of the one of the best. Uh, inch, like the to me the best ways um, to really simplify it. Alrighty, guys. That's where we're gonna wrap things up for part one of this first episode of season two of the Sunday Recovery Podcast. Um, so everyone stay tuned. Check back in next week, next Sunday, to, uh, to hear part two with, uh, with Monty and I. And uh, I just want to say thanks again to everyone for tuning in and listening. And we'll see you next Sunday.